Hi, my name is Natasha Wright, and you are tuned in to Event Gems, where I will discuss all things event-related and take a deep dive into creating concepts, marketing, and execution for your next biz event. My goal is to bring you industry experts who can help you properly monetize and effectively strategize so that you can make your business shine. Hey everyone, welcome to Event Gems. I'm your host, Natasha Wright, Chief Experience Curator of the Diamond Butterfly. And today I'm joined by Linda Hollander. Uh, Linda Hollander has been featured by Inc. Magazine as the leading expert in corporate sponsorships. She's the CEO of Sponsor Concierge, which helps businesses, which helps business and business owners profit from the awesome power of corporate sponsors. Linda has 20 years of experience in business. Her corporate sponsors have included companies like Microsoft, Citibank, HealthNet, Wells Fargo, Walmart, and IBM. So with that being said, thank you for joining and welcome Linda to the show. How are you today, Linda? Great. Great to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. So Linda, I want to get a little bit about your background and just understand how you got started in sponsorships or how you got started with teaching people how to get more corporate sponsors. Okay. Well, I'm glad we have women business owners on the line because I have been in the female empowerment business for over 20 years. So I did like a lot of your listeners, I started a business and I started it with my best friend in the world. Her name is Cheryl. And we met when we were 13 years old at recess. And we became really bonded closer than sisters and said, when we grow up, if we do anything together, it's going to be phenomenal. So we started a business together producing shopping bags, not ladies' purses, but shopping bags. Mm -hmm. And I was an art major. She was a film and cinema major. So we're both kind of in the creative space, Mm -hmm. but knowing nothing about business, by the way, because I didn't take any business courses in college. But we started this thing and we had to survive. So we not only did survive with the business, we turned it into a multi-million dollar business, knowing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, before that, though, however, I was basically kind of worse than broke before I started my business. I was living in a little rent-controlled apartment. Uh, I wasn't making enough money at my job, so I borrowed on credit cards. Mm -hmm. And that got me into a lot of trouble because when I would go to my mailbox, like my hand would literally shake when I opened that mailbox because there were bills there I could never ever afford to pay mm-hmm. the job that I had. I had to fight traffic to get to the office in the morning. When I got there, I had to work with people I didn't like. I had an abrasive relationship with my boss and my soul was crying out because I have the heart and the soul of an entrepreneur and it was just not a good situation that I was in. And in my personal life, I was in a relationship with an abusive man. But fortunately, one day I had an epiphany and I said, I'm not going to live as a victim anymore. I want my life to make a difference. So I fired my boss and I dumped the abusive boyfriend and uh, all the good things in my life started to happen. I was able to move out of my little rent control department by my first home mm-hmm. as a single woman. Awesome. I was in I was able to pay down the debt that was absolutely choking me. Mm -hmm. And what I loved more than anything else in my business was coaching and mentoring because women would come to the business. 
they wouldn't just order bags. They would say, Linda, how do I do sales? How do I do marketing? So then I wanted to create something where women could get empowered by learning entrepreneurship. So I created the Women's Small Business Expo. But looking at it, I said, uh-oh, how am I going to afford this? I wanted to do a beautiful first-class event. And uh, then I started looking and I researched and I said, what are these things called sponsors? And then I found out that sponsors will underwrite your event or your speaking or your business or, you know, your art project. You're like, whatever you want to do, sponsors are going to fund that. So my first sponsors were Bank of America, IBM, and uh, Walmart. And then wow. after that, I got a lot of others. And people said, well, how are you getting these sponsors? Exactly. You know, I thought you had to be a big business. And I was working from my kitchen with the cat. Mm -hmm. So um, that's when I started teaching. What I teach now is how to tap into sponsors so they could fund your dreams. Nice. I mean, those sponsors are huge sponsors for you to get for your first event. Bank of America, IBM, um, amazing. I know a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners who are event producers, they struggle with being able to get sponsorships, or they may be able to get product sponsorships, but they're not able to get monetary sponsorships, right? So that's one of the things that I really want to get from you and for our audience to understand and, and know how to do is how do you strategically approach sponsors and how, and how is it that you identify who are the right sponsors for you to work with also. Okay, so let's talk about identify and approach. So mm -hmm. let's talk about how to identify first and then we'll talk about how to approach. Okay. So the way you identify your sponsors is by your demographics. Mm -hmm. Demographics are destiny. So my demographic at the time, I don't do the event anymore, mm -hmm. but at the time it was women business owners. So I researched like heck business mm -hmm. owners, found out that women in America spend more than five countries combined we are starting businesses at twice the rate of men and women make or influence over 85% of the purchasing decisions in America. Right. So the way I kind of uh, thought who my sponsors would be was, okay, what do women buy? Think of the daily lifestyle of your audience. Mm -hmm. uh, what do they buy? They buy hair products. They buy, um, you know, all kinds of things, uh, consumables, food, beverage, but the mainstream companies like banking and financial is one of my favorite, favorite categories because that's mm -hmm. where the money is. Mm -hmm. um, those are good too because banks, financial companies, insurance, they all want the women's market. Right. Also, you can look at what you do and what other people do and see who's sponsoring them. And mm -hmm. those would be really, really good as your sponsors. And people say to me, well, Linda, you know, like, haven't they, their budget is, isn't it gone? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. No. And you don't have to educate them on what you do because they're already in that space. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about approaching your sponsor. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, when, and, and before you say that, one of the things, so I've heard some people talk about, you know, what's the best strategy for approaching sponsors. So it's, you know, I know that some, for some people, they just basically cold email them, right? And just send out their sponsorship decks and hope that someone gets back to them, right? Or others might be more strategic with going on LinkedIn and trying um, that specific person, the marketing department from that company that you might want to work with. So with all that being said, can you talk about, yes, what is the approach that you should take? What's the best approach for you to take um, in order for well, you to get the right sponsor? You're kind of right, because it is email, um, mm -hmm. you know, because sponsors have told me, I've been doing this for 20 years, sponsors have told me a lot of things off the record, and they've told me they don't want to be surprised by a phone call. They're busy. Mm -hmm. They've got mm -hmm. a boss breathing down their neck. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they said, please introduce yourself by an email. And you may have mm-hmm. to send a couple of emails and then you can pick up the phone and call okay. them uh, because okay. sponsorship is a relationship business. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. I love that. Um, sponsorship is a relationship business. And that's pretty much like with anything that we're doing or any business that you start. And when you even think about how are you going to get your clients, right? It's a relationship. It's about how can you build that relationship so that people can trust you uh, more and they want to do business with you, right? And value you in that way. Um, so I love that. So I watched one of your videos that you did, you had on YouTube and you were talking about what are the three P's of sponsorships. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And how is it that for small business owners, how can it they approach those three P's in order for them to maximize the amount of money that they might be able to get from corporate sponsors. Oh, sure. Okay. The first P is prepare. Mm-hmm. You've got to prepare. You've got to groom yourself for sponsorship. I want everything that you do to be first rate. I don't want to see a homemade website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, your books have to have beautiful covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a speaker, you know, you have to have your topics down pat. You have to look so, you know, you have to look as big as Facebook or IBM or any of those companies mm-hmm. and you can do that. So that's mm-hmm. the preparation, grooming yourself to get sponsors. The second P is propose. Mm-hmm. It is all about the proposal. You will need an industry standard sponsor proposal. Without it, you will not get funded. It's the mm-hmm. difference between success and failure. So you need that proposal and it has to be professional. If it is not like some people say, oh, I'm just going to send this out to sponsors, but they don't have anybody look it over or help them with it. Mm-hmm. And then you're not only get going to get rejected, but you may not be able to resubmit because they'll remember right. that. Right. And then the last P is promote. So mm-hmm. you're doing that happy dance. You've got your sponsor, you know, mm-hmm. now you've got to go out and promote your sponsor mm-hmm. uh, and then show them how you're promoting them. That's where the relationship comes in. And the cool thing about sponsors is renewals, because if a sponsor likes working with you, they'll sponsor you this year and then the next year and the next year, this is money you don't have to pay back. Mm-hmm. So that is wonderful. Yeah, I think that that's, uh, and especially for people who are event producers or they want to produce their own events, you know, events, they cost a lot of money. And in order for you to really give that experience and that value add that you want to your audience, you, especially for small business owners, it's so important for us to be able to get score corporate sponsors. And so I wanted to know, you, you spoke about how do you identify those sponsors, right? Um, and especially for people who they're, they're, major demographic might be women. And we know that women spend, I think it's something like 80% of all household items are purchased by women. So women are a huge demographic um, with a lot of spending power. So we also have to think about how can we market to them. But outside of products that are specifically for, for women, how can you research and find other companies that might be able to provide sponsorship for your event? Okay, and mm-hmm. LinkedIn is okay, but it's kind of hit and miss mm-hmm. because if you are in love with a company, you're just salivating over them and say, oh my God, this is my perfect sponsor. You mm-hmm. go to LinkedIn, you get a list of 10 people who might be your contact, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't contact all of them. It's really bad etiquette because they right. talk to each other and they're going right. to they're gonna shut you down on that. Uh, I like to buy directories. There are sponsor directories out there that you can buy where they have been vetted and they give you the person's name and their complete contact information. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you want, I'll give you my contact information at the end and you can see me because I have a sponsor directory. Uh, So that's really a great way to find uh, find your sponsors. But you talked about the money issue. Mm -hmm. Now, 
one of the best kept secrets in the seminar and the event industry is that people will put on this amazing event and mm -hmm. they'll get rave reviews that people will come and say, oh my God, your event changed my life. And that person lost money. And to me, that mm -hmm. is a tragedy. I don't ever want that to happen. Mm -hmm. I have never, ever lost money on an event because all of my events have been sponsored. Awesome. Awesome. And now I have the sponsors, right? We're able to, to, to get that corporate sponsorship. We have the dollars in hand. We're able to underwrite our event and create an amazing experience, right, for our attendees. Can you talk about what happens inside of the event, though? Like, how do we promote the sponsors on the spot with the target, target demographic and attendees that are there? I'll talk about that, but I'll talk, I'm going to kind of plus that a little bit because mm -hmm. most people think that it's all about promoting the sponsors at the event. Mm -hmm. And that's only part of it. Mm -hmm. There is pre-event, there's mm -hmm. during the event, and then there's post-event. And you've mm -hmm. got to have all of those because if you're only promoting sponsors at your event, you're losing a lot of money and you're losing a lot of opportunities. Okay. So let's talk about pre-event. Okay, because we all know if, if you're doing a live event or even a virtual event, it's all about getting the people there. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do to promote your event, to get those people in the seats or to get those people to, to come to the virtual, uh, you can include your sponsors in that. Do you use social media? Do you distribute videos? Do you use email marketing? What do you do? Mm -hmm. And you can promote, uh, you know, really have your sponsors be part of that. Now there's at the event, which is what you asked me about. Mm -hmm. So obviously there's signage uh, mm -hmm. at the event. You could give the sponsors an exhibitor table. You could mm -hmm. give away their products. You could have contests and live things. You know, they love that. Uh, you can uh, do an award presentation. Oh my God, mm -hmm. they eat this up with a spoon. I've done award presentations for my sponsors. Mm -hmm. It's made the media and then they sent an email. This was Citibank. And they send an email to all of their employees and employee engagement is a big part of sponsorship. Right. Uh, and the employees felt good. And you know, I, you could, on an event, you're going to spend, you know, maybe a few dollars on the award, but man, it gets you a whole lot. If it gets distributed to media and, and you can prove that and it gets on social media and everything, it's great. So at the event, those are some things that you could do. Now let's talk about after the event. Mm -hmm. Most people after an event just want to collapse on the couch and eat uh, chocolate and drink <laughs> wine and you know have a spa day and that's all good mm -hmm. but you gotta do stuff after the event and I see most people don't do this so you gotta say hey thank you so much for coming here's some really special offers from our sponsors mm -hmm. um, and you know you and then you kind of just keep branding them the whole year but that's basically the way to do it it's kind of a three-phase process Awesome. Awesome. And you spoke about virtual events and right now, you know, all the, the rage is about virtual events. I feel like everyone everywhere, you know, anyone who's an entrepreneur or a business owner right now, they're doing some type of virtual event or they're going live, you know, so that they can promote their service and just keep that, that um, warm touch with their demographic or their customer base. Right. So can you talk to us about what would be the difference between you getting a sponsor for a virtual event versus you getting a sponsor for a live event? Can you talk okay. about what the, the different approach First of all, the approach is exactly the same for a virtual event or a live event. You're going to contact the sponsors. You're going to show them your proposal. You're going to have a few conversations, talk about what they want, talk about what their benefits are. Mm -hmm. Exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Now, for a virtual event, you'll want to offer a bigger benefit package. You're going to want to offer maybe a virtual event bag. And it's just like kind of a gift bag, but it'll be virtual and it'll be all these goodies that they could get from the sponsors. You're mm -hmm. going to want to do even more promotion and, and include the sponsors in your promotion for virtual. Okay. 
Okay. Now, the best combination, if you've had your event rescheduled or whatever, um, is not to just go virtual, but virtual and then a live event at a later date. And I'll tell mm. you why. Because this, the sponsors see this as more valuable. And at the virtual event, you can promote the live event. Right. So it's best not to completely go virtual, but go virtual and live. That's kind of a, a, a twofer combination. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And so I know with sponsor concierge, that's what you do. You help small business owners, you help entrepreneurs to get sponsorships, right? So can you talk a little bit more about what it is that you have to offer through your company so that business owners can actually maximize the amount of money that they get from corporate sponsorships? Sure. Okay. Well, first of all, I have a gift for everybody nice. and they could go to successwithsponsors.com. If they go to successwithsponsors.com, they get the number one secret for getting sponsors. And that is my gift to you. It's completely free. Also on successwithsponsors.com, you can make an appointment to talk to me. I do a free strategy session. We look at what you're doing or what you want to do. Uh, and you know, uh, we'll talk about writing that winning proposal. But more importantly, we're going to do a success strategy for you and your sponsors. And that's what I've been doing for 20 years uh, because people have said, you know, remember I said people ask me. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't do the women's small business anymore. I do the sponsor secret seminar. Okay. Uh, and that event is in October. So that is still on. Um, so we do live events, but mostly we do consulting and training for anybody who wants to really get a great corporate sponsor. And not just one. We recommend you have many sponsors because that puts you in a better financial position. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything that you shared with us today. So can you leave us with one last gem? It could be about sponsorship, about events, or something even professional or personal development. What is one okay. last gem you want to leave, leave the audience with? Oh, sure. Okay. Everybody tells you to have big dreams, right? Yes. But they don't tell you how to fund those dreams. Yes. And you write those dreams down like when I did and what you do. And you say, oh, my God, this is going to take money and capital and resources. Mm -hmm. so that's where corporate sponsors come in. I want you to hold your head up high. I want you to know that you have value to offer your sponsors. A lot of people think, well, why would a company want to sponsor little old me? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm too small. Well, remember what I told you? Um, when I was getting sponsors, I sold people on the concept. Uh, my first sponsor was Bank of America, and it was an idea in my head that I sold them, and they gave me a five-figure sponsorship. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an office. I didn't have experience. I didn't have a following. I had my parents and my brother-in-law, you know, and maybe the cat if I got to use the cat. But um, <laughs> Uh, so really hold, you know, know that you have something to offer that's going to add value to a company and you can get great sponsors. Awesome. Awesome. And I know that I, that was supposed to be the last question, but you brought up something about um, the value, right? And the amount of money that you were able to get from your first sponsorship. So can you talk briefly about what it, how do you approach structuring your, your sponsorship packages, right? Um, and the sponsorship offerings that you um, send out to your corporate sponsors. Okay. Well, most people charge too little for their sponsorships and doing that is really going to hurt you in the world of mm. sponsors because you're telling your sponsors you have nothing of value and it's not worth their time. Mm -hmm. I've seen sponsor proposals that ask for $150. So mm -hmm. most of our clients get between $10,000 and $100,000 
$1,000 from each sponsor. Nice. My first deal with Bank of America was a five-figure sponsorship. It's proprietary. I can't reveal how much it was. Mm -hmm. My second deal with Walmart was also a five-figure sponsorship. Okay. Um, you know, so don't be afraid to ask for those big bucks because otherwise you're really not going to be successful with your sponsor. Okay. So basically reach for the stars is Absolutely. what you're saying with your sponsorship. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Linda. Can you let everyone know how they can follow you on social media and stay connected with you? Of course. Okay. Well, you know, the best place to go is the website. Go to okay. successwithsponsors.com and you'll see all of my social media links there. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Event Gems. You can stay connected with us on Instagram at Event Gems and at The Diamond Butterfly. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.